Hello. Hey, Mr. Rage. What's How going on? Oh, man. I just finished my quantitative analysis and design class. It's <laughs> a quantitative. Yeah, that's wait, a, let me get that's it right. I said, I said that's all I saw he bring to, to a family reunion. Who got the quantinator? <laughs> the class is as difficult as it sounds, but I'm going to... I don't know how I can't get an A, so we're good. We're good. That's good. Good deal. But I've been irritated since about 2.30 this afternoon. I've been waiting for this podcast tonight, boy. I got an asshole to rip wide open. <laughs> Yeah, I was just thinking, I was like, yeah, rage on it today, true rage. Yeah, so let me tell you what's going on, so all of our listeners can kind of understand the backstory. You know, there's been a lot of weird racial shit going on. It's going backward, forward, sideward, upward. Well, what happens in greater society carries over into the world of BDSM because, well, people. (laughs) Um, So there's one dominatrix, people have been fucking with her she dresses up in latex nazi outfits and does sessions with men who are not only consenting but they pay for it and uh people of course are calling her racist and anti-semite but you know what she's jewish (laughs) (laughs) so they're telling a jewish girl what she's allowed to do with regard to nazi shit and you know i think a non-jewish person doesn't have a right to do that shit you know what I mean? Right. So the uh, the second thing that happened was, um, and, and I've noticed this outside of BDSM where lots of white people are telling black people about racism. I saw a video of a Caribbean girl, black woman, and uh, it was a big Black Lives Matter group. They were all white, which I just thought was interesting. And uh, this white woman, a, a, a Karen, she's Queen Karen, let me tell you, this bitch Oh my God, she invented the suburbs. She's telling this black woman, oh no, you're definitely oppressed. The black woman's saying, no, fuck I'm not. Like, not at all. And the white woman's insisting that, yes, yes, you are oppressed. And I just thought, the nerve of you, you fucking bitch. How dare, like, who the fuck? Really? (laughs) Do you not get what you're doing? So the other day, I was made aware of a situation and the, the woman who, the Karen, we're just going to call her Karen, the Karen in this situation uh, claims that she's a sex therapist. I don't really think she is. I, I have a lot of reasons for that, um, including the fact that, well, she's never proven that she is. She, she doesn't claim to be licensed. She claims to be certified, which doesn't mean jack shit because any asshole can call themselves a sex therapist. It's not a protected term like psychologist. For me to call myself psychologist, I have to do a lot of shit. Um, But anyone can call themselves a sex therapist. You could be a sex therapist. So she's online and uh, there's this black guy and he likes um, black guys with white chicks. You know, the cuckolding stuff, the interracial stuff, all of that. And um, with cuckolding, for the people listening who don't know, there's an element of humiliation. So it'll be like um, 
usually a white chick with her white husband and she's like no I'm gonna get some big black cock because they fuck better and you know she fucks some black guy and humiliates her white husband it's a huge fetish me and you have talked about this a lot you've heard my cuckolding calls and um, now this black dude is being told by Karen a supposed sex therapist that he's racist for engaging in this fetish and uh, just wow on that and so he calls her out he's like how are you a white person gonna tell me a black person about racism how do you even have a right to tell me about racism and what's racist like fuck you so she's like well I'm gonna have my friends come and school you her two black friends and he's like oh what so I can't understand white people like black people gotta (laughs) explain it to me and I was furious I was furious because one I already hate this fucking bitch her ass sitting out in the middle of the goddamn woods in Canada don't have a life ain't about shit kink shaming people which if you're a real sex therapist you never ever shame someone for their kinks even if those kinks like because you some people would argue oh yeah well if someone's into bestiality they should be kink shamed and okay by regular people but not by somebody who claims to be a therapist because if she shames that person if she shames him do you think he's going to come get some help damn straight he won't so regular people you know, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, no, it's, no. I was, I was gonna say it's like her job as a, as a quote unquote therapist is to help someone and not humiliate them. You know, right. as far as whatever their issue is. Right. Yeah, I I, I feel you on that. Yeah. I and do. it does. You know, it doesn't mean that I would condone the behavior, but wouldn't you rather a pedophile be able to come to me and say, hey? I'm having these thoughts. I don't want to act on them. Please help and feel safe so that I can prevent him from hurting someone's kids rather than humiliating him. He hides it. The fetish grows because it's that kind of thing. And next thing you know, your kid's been molested. I'd rather prevent it. So this bitch kink shames people. And now this white bitch is telling this black man, you're a racist against black people for being into the cuckolding and you know being a bull oh well you're you're being objectified he's like shit i like it <laughs> and i, I was about to say, like, like wouldn't it be like he he was asked to participate in this right you know it's not like he just does it you know it's like i was invited i right. mean and not only are you invited because no one's gonna just randomly email your ass you got to be on a website or have a profile. You have to be out there kind of looking for that. In his Twitter profile, that's all what the pictures are. So it's really clear what he's into. He's not being forced into shit. And I thought it was so fucking insulting. Like, it, it, you're trying to say, bitch, you're not racist, but here you are telling a black man what is racism and, and what he is and is not allowed to do. Like, first of all, regardless of race, what makes you fucking think anybody's life is your motherfucking business? You know? So, it just pissed me off. And I already hate this bitch because <laughs> she's an ignorant cunt. So, and a fake therapist. And I'm studying to be a real one, so fuck that bitch. Fuck her. I hope she knows I'm talking about her ass too. 
<laughs> I don't say her name. I don't say her name because you know lawsuits and shit. So I don't want to have to transfer all my money into somebody else's name for for a while. So uh, I want to ask you, what what as a black man, what do you think about that? I think it's crazy because like right now, everything is racist. Yeah, right. Everything is racist. You know, I mean, you're racist if you eat chocolate chip cookies. <laughs> Well, yeah. I am so fucking racist then because I just made some and they were great. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, it's it's so bad. Aunt Jemima lost her job. Right, right. Now, here's what's fucked up. Did you know Aunt Jemima was invented by a black woman? And the black woman that invented Aunt Jemima was the one on the bottle. The first, the first one on the bottle. So, to me... When you take Aunt Jemima off the shelf, I mean, back, and this was the late 1800s, for a black woman to achieve that was fucking epic back then. You know what I mean? So to me, that's insulting because you're taking away an important part of black history, a successful black history. Like, come on, that's some bullshit. Why not tell the real story? You know what I mean? Right, but it's like they relate her and uh, also Mrs. Butterworth to the... uh, mammy the, the mammy exactly mm-hmm. but you know even with that being said you know the n-word still runs like water right you right. know you can't you can't put aunt jemima and, and mrs butterworth on the shelf but you know you can run around and call your buddies in and you know <laughs> you know in, in the in you know the blacks that you know these inbreds don't like the n-word you know you're not stopping that right and you're still not stopping violence right you know and, you put, you pulling all the stuff off the shelves you're considering everything that's of color to be racist but you still got people being killed in the streets for nothing right, right and i think what irritates me most is that the people that i see being so ignorant about this are the white people claiming to be woke like dr fuckface there you know, it's like white people sit down. Please sit down. <laughs> you know, just right. please shut up. You you really you really not understanding what's going on. And to, for a white person to tell a black person about racism, I'm just like embarrassed. Like I'm sorry, uh, not all white people are like this. I'd like to just say that right now. Right. <laughs> you know, some of us aren't stupid. <laughs> Yeah, it, I mean it's it's insanity. I mean, it's 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 come to a point now where I guess you know certain entitled whites feel that they can you know dictate what black people do. Yeah, you know, and that's what the they opposite. Can or cannot do. You know, right, like, and that's the. It's the opposite of what we're fucking out here all trying to do. Like, are you fucking for? And then you're gonna do it behind a Black Lives Matter sign and yeah, and in in anti-race, you know, anti-racism fucking shit. No, if you're telling a black person about themselves and what they need to do, that you you are one of the people we're trying to get rid of, dummy. <laughs> right, but I know, um, you know, when I get on my soapbox about it, um. <laughs> The comedian Paul Mooney. Yeah, it was funny. He, yeah, and I mean, he and he speaks some, some true stuff. And it's like, you know, I've said it before. You know, when we talk about Black Lives Matter, you know, it's like they've always mattered. Right. You know, during during the days of slavery, Black Lives Matter. Right. 
Nobody gave a shit. Right. During the civil and, rights, Black Lives Matter. Nobody right. gave a shit. Right. You know, but it's like, you know, everything that we did, someone tried to take that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like people want to dress like us. People want to sing like us. People want to dance like us. You know, you know, blacks raised white children back in the day. Oh, absolutely. You know, you know all that. And Paul Mooney made a statement. And I just have to say it. You know, it is what it is. He made a statement, and it is so true. He was like, everybody wants to be a nigga, except a nigga. <laughs> and Good quote. Good quote. It is so true. Paul, Mon- Paul Mooney was hit, hit the nail on the head when he said that. Mm-hmm. You know, it is so true. You know, I mean, name something that... that Nobody, I mean, these great entertainers, you know, they, they took certain styles and, and, and claimed them as their own. You know, that's why a lot of them, I just, you know, it's like Elvis Presley, you know, yep. Chuck D from Public Enemy said, you know, fuck Elvis Presley and John Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I stand with him on that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. Because Elvis Presley got his style from you know, the, the blues joints and jazz joints down in right. low Mississippi. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, he ain't, he ain't create shit. <laughs> right, right. You know, just like Columbus. He discovered shit. He's, he discovered Indians. And, you know, I think it would have been cool if Elvis had, you know, because back then it was harder for black entertainers to get a break. So if Elvis had hit it like that and then grabbed the people around him that he got that style from and kind right. of brought them up with him, right. that would have been the right thing to do. Show, show them some homage, some appreciation. Right. You know, because it's like, it's one person out there, and I won't say one, but there's a person in particular, a person that I, you know, I, I throw kudos to, and that's Jimmy Walker. Mm-hmm. Jimmy Walker actually helped Jay Leno get started. I didn't know that. Jimmy Walker let Jay Leno do a cameo on Good Times. Oh. And it went from there. I'm going to have to go look for that now. Yeah. I did not know that. No. That's cool. That's cool. Well, now, but you're right, because now they're they're still doing it. Because now they're, now they're co-opting BLM. Like, <laughs> like you're, yeah. you're not even supposed to be in the front, really, I don't think. <laughs> right. Yeah, they pushed us to the back. Black right. Lives Matter. Uh, isn't this our protest? Right. You know, they, they still put us in the back of the bus. Right. Come on. <laughs> you know, this is about us. Let this be about us. Right, you right. Know, but now, now they've taken over. You know, but, march you know, along, but, march alongside, add support. Yeah, but you can roll with us. We can interlock yeah. arms and stuff, so some unity. But right. now nah, you guys are on the forefront now. Because <laughs> it's like you know, okay, here it is. The chick here that that set the Wendy's on fire. Uh huh. They have images of her. Oh, that white and, chick. Yeah. Yeah, her face and everything. Uh huh. But they're still looking for other suspects. Why do they think do they think a black person had to be involved? Is that absolutely, the absolutely <laughs> that's fucked up, man? Absolutely. That's the I was surprised to see. That. I was surprised to see it was a woman. Like, goddamn, women didn't used to act like this. Holy yeah. shit! <laughs> but I mean, you know, it's like, damn, we look, we can't have shit. <laughs> <laughs> right, and that's why I'm so insulted. Like, how the fuck are you gonna tell him about his motherfucking sex life? 
who the fuck do you think you are bitch you entitled bitch bitches like her are miss miss fucking doctor asshole there bitches like her are the fucking problem just shut up quit don't tell anybody how to live their fucking sex life unless it affects you personally but how are you a white woman gonna call a black man racist against other black people because he likes to do uh interracial fetish and shit like that what the fuck is it your business <laughs> you right. Know? Exactly. You it's like, I look, I don't see you out there trying to stop nobody from sitting around masturbating, rubbing peanut butter all over themselves. Right. right. You know, go go pick on that. That's kind of odd. Yeah. Well, you know, that's what gets me, right? So you got the Jewish girl getting heat for doing the Nazi thing. You got the black guy getting heat for doing the interracial thing. Right. But you know, there's fetishes where motherfuckers pee on each other. Where, exactly. what, the, what the fuck is that? You know, and hey, I don't hate two consenting adults you know the risks involved don't do it in my bathroom and we're okay you right. know what go i mean find, look go find right. some of those is practicing scat right <laughs> be right people shit on each other god damn you ain't got shit to say about that though but you're gonna tell a black you are so entitled you think you are so superior to this man that not only are you gonna tell him about his motherfucking sex life you're gonna sick your friends on him to quote school him I get the fuck out of here. <laughs> get shit, shit, fuck. Get a gag and put it in. Eat a bowl of shut the fuck up and then have a second bowl, Karen. Jesus Christ, stupid bitch. I just wish I knew her so I could just smack the fuck out her ass. Like, oh, it's so, it's so ignorant. And I'm seeing it everywhere. Not just in SM, but it's definitely bleeding over to that. And I just right. thought, like, that, wow wow <laughs> yeah everything's been affected by everything because it's like you know they're taking down the confederate flags you know anything that deals with you know robbie lee you know because like where i grew up we had two schools they had we had a city school and we had a county school the county school was upson because it was in the county of upson mm-hmm. the city school was robert e lee and that was like the biggest football rivalry, you know, Upson and Lee. And it went on like that forever, you know, until I graduated and stuff. And then all of a sudden, I guess everybody more or less left and they didn't have enough people to run two schools or something. Or they just decided to come as one and start being segregated, you know. But um, now it's Upson Lee. Okay. So are they going to continue to call it Upson Lee? Right. Do we have to change everybody's jerseys this year? And then, and you know, I heard um, somebody either, I think it was they defaced a statue of Abraham Lincoln. Like, are you sure you know your history? Because, because I think so. I think I saw that. It, he was, um, if I'm correct, it was him and a slave, and the slave was kneeling at his feet, and he was, you know, seemed like he was patting him on the head. So I guess they found that to be degrading, you know. But I don't see anybody, you know, pulling the Willie Lynch letter off the, off the shelves. Right. You know, this is the guy that, you know, formulated a plan to create slavery. You know, that's where the word lynching came from, from, from Willie Lynch. Okay. You know, and it's like, it was a business, you know. And it's, and it's his plan, it's only, it's on, the book is only like 30 pages. Mm-hmm. And it's very to the point, you know, it's a, a divide and conquer type deal. It's like, you know, you separate 
you know, the man from the family, the family becomes weak, you break the man, you know, he does whatever he has to do in order for his family to stay safe, that type of crap. God damn, that's some dark shit. Yeah, read it. I mean, you can you can probably read that in a few minutes, but it yeah. will it will open your eyes. And a lot of people, you know, they have no idea. And the the sad part about it is like you know, somewhere in the very beginning, we still practice what's in that book, as far as you know how we feel toward Caucasians. Mm-hmm. You know, we feel inferior because it's been instilled in us to be that way, and it's like, and it can't be, it can't be broken for some reason. And, and, and I, I know that because you know, I had a friend. My friend, he was smart. I mean, smart. Older black man, probably about forty-five when I knew him, just smart as he could be. And he was, he was a street kid, so um he had kind of gotten away from that life and he worked so a little weed on the side and that's it a good guy took care of his brother's kids his brother was in jail smart guy successful guy and i was chilling with him one there one day and he says well you know he says black people can be smart but they can only be smart up to here and he raises his hand about eye level and he said but white people they could be smart up to here and he raised his hand over his head and i was so sad like that is not true one of the smartest men in America is Neil deGrasse Tyson, an astrophysicist working with NASA. I mean, come on, we've had, it, no, no. And Obama hadn't been president yet, but I was so sad that he had internalized that message. Right. And I, I, I just like, it was sickening to me. And I was shocked to, I never thought I would hear that come out of a, a, a black man's mouth ever. And it was sad because it's like that's not even true, though. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? And, and and that's a big part of the reason that we are separated as a race. Absolutely. You know, it's like we can't come together and 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 form a unit, form a family. You know, because it's like any any other race that comes into this country, they come together. You know, it's mm-hmm. like they will live in an apartment fifteen deep. Oh yes. And, and put their money together and jump out there and buy some shit. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm Boston's gonna make some money, buy a gas station, buy a convenience store, you know, mm-hmm. something like that. Us, we can't even split a Twix. Now, why do you think that is? Because we probably feel, and I'm just speaking, it, I may be off base a little bit, but I'm kind of mm-hmm. on too. It's like we feel that one may have more than the other because that's what we were taught. Mm-hmm. You know, the guy next door, he might make three dollars more than you do so you need to make five dollars more than he does but now if you guys got together right put your money together as one and could conduct business together without trying to you know undercut each other you might have something you know the struggle might not be as bad right you know because i mean if you sit back and look we're the ones struggling you know how many gas stations do we own how many convenience stores do we own None, no. none that I've ever seen. I'm right. sure there might be one somewhere, it's, but I've it's never one or two. It. You know, there's a guy here. And I think he. Uh, this was a few years ago. He actually um, had a gas station. Black guy. Mm-hmm. I'm not even sure if it's still up and running. But that was like the, some of the biggest news that hit the United States. I mean, it was like national news. Black man owns a, a gas station. God damn. 
Yeah. You know, I'm like, come on now. That shouldn't even be in the, that shouldn't be nothing. That should it's just, just be like, right. it's just, he owns a gas station. <laughs> right. Know. It's just like somebody owns a house. Right. You People own gas stations. <laughs> yeah. You don't, you don't tell the whole world somebody bought a house. Mm-mm. You know, this man bought a gas station. It's a business. You know, but it's just. That tells you, that tells you about the way society looks at like, oh my God, are you serious? Why are you right. shocked by that? Why are you shocked by that? People buy gas stations all the time. Yeah, exactly. That shouldn't be. Yeah. That shouldn't fucking register with you. Like, yeah, good, okay. If my, if are you my friend? Good, cool. I'll come to your gas station then. Shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, I mean, we, you know, we still live by, you know, the, the teachings of of Willie Lynch. So, do you think that maybe then? one one because there's not one solution there's many but do you think maybe one thing that could be done then is quit focusing on the oppression and start focusing on success do you think that would work or no if everybody's on the same page yeah Mm -hmm. because everybody's not gonna be on the same page you know it's like if you i mean it's like if you you know remove all the negativity there's only a portion of it that's, you know, going to be acknowledged. It's like, everybody's not for that. It's, it's just like the political parties. You know, everybody's not a Republican. Everybody's not a Democrat. You know, so it's the same thing. It's like, how hard, really, how hard do you think it would be for people to stop using the N-word? Yeah, I don't, I don't see that as being difficult at all. <laughs> it's not difficult, but people will not. And that's yeah, that sucks. That's an ugly word. Right. They will not. They refuse to. You know, one half thinks this, you know, a term of endearment, you know, and another is like it's derogatory. So it's like when you say guh, it's endearment. When you say er, it's derogatory. Right. You know, but either way, I mean, because it's like right now, it's like there's several young, you know, white kids you know hang out with blacks that's fine but they use the word so loosely and so freely like it's just a part of their vocabulary oh yeah no 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 no. you know and, i mean okay, but how many times have you how many times has eminem said it in regular conversation uh i've heard it come out of white mouths a lot uh around here i don't know what the fuck I'm on a bus route or something but all the little crotch goblins run by my house on their way home and I hear that word come I, I always know when it's 3 30 because I hear those screeches and I've heard that word come out of those mouths like man you're gonna get kicked in the face one day you say that to the wrong dude right you know yeah they're comfortable with it and and it's because they're young and they don't they don't think they mean anything by it and they probably don't. They're just trying to be cool because a lot of white right. kids don't have culture. They're but they don't. Yeah, but they don't understand how hurtful it is and what the roots of it are and what it, where it really came from. Right, and it's like, and I've known you a long time, and I've never heard you say it. No, absolutely not. I've never heard you say it. Uh, no, absolutely never. not. And you know, my remember the uh, the boyfriend that I left around the time that me and you became friends. He used to, he was black. He used to want me to say it. And it was like, no, nah, I don't really like doing that, man. That's, you know. But why? What was the point? Uh, it turned him on. It was a sexual thing for him. So he wanted you to call him that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Because he, because he, because he used to be like, you're, you're a G. 
you're a G. You're a, you're a G bitch. You're one of those tough bitches. Like, yeah, you could call it. You could call me that. It's like it's rough, and it's like I could be rough without. I can pick your little ass up and body slam you, and I don't so have to say. Was he an undercover sub or something? I know. Well, I don't. I don't know if he knew what he was. I feel like he was, but he grew up in Chicago gang culture, so he couldn't admit it if he was you know what I mean but I think it was more like he had a thing for really tough broads and for some reason he thought tough broads said that word and it's like no not necessarily I mean some do but I I don't feel the need to do that you know um I have done racial role play in the past Uh, I had a guy he was a black guy and he called me and he asked me for it and I, I felt kind of weird about that. But he was like, look, I got these white dudes at work. They are racist as fuck because he lived in the deep south and they are fucking with me. And I know that if, if I can withstand you unleashing on me when I go to work tomorrow, those white motherfuckers ain't going to be shit. So I was like, okay, it's an empowerment thing. You're begging me for it. Cool. And that's really the only time I've ever done it. But even then it was like, I could have still... I could think of a better way to do this, I feel like. And and not only that, but I have and have had so many black friends. I mean, I ran away from home when I was 13 and white families never took me in. They treated me like I was a criminal. Like, really? I didn't fucking kidnap anybody, but okay. Black families, <laughs> you know, black families took me in. And, and so I got to see what life was like for black folks from an inside view that most white people don't get. And not only that, but I've had run-ins with the police where I was stopped in a black neighborhood. They didn't like that a, that a pretty little white blonde girl was in South Central. And it's like, well, I don't see you paying my rent in fucking Beverly Hills, motherfucker. Fuck you. I was like 16 trying to make my own way. That's all I could afford to do. And they would stop me and stop me and stop me. So came in for a twenty dollar oil change. My bad. You're about to (laughs) I would like a twenty dollar I'd like a twenty dollar oil change. You could send that link my way. I wish Um, I could get one for (laughs) twenty. So because I grew up in black families and and some Latino families too, I got to see shit that white people sometimes don't even think exists you know what i mean like walking while black i've seen that shit happen like fuck Mm -hmm. um so i i think it's a matter of cultural sensitivity for me and it doesn't need to be said i'm smarter than that that's ignorant that i'm smarter than that i can come up and you know a lot of white people will use that too when they're mad at someone black because they know it gets to them that's just ignorant. I can do better than that. If I want to insult you, trust I have better material than that. <laughs> right. Because it's, it's like, just, you know, you catch the right one. That's right. That will get your ass whooped. That's right. And I and I got to say this. If I were black and somebody said that word to me, I'd fuck them up. Just because of what it means, the hatred and the vitriol behind it. No, I'd, I'd fucking smash their face. So I get it. I get it. And I wouldn't want to disrespect my friends like that. I'm not one of these white people who are like, well, I have a black friend, so I'm not racist. No, right. No. <laughs> no, no, it's not that I have a friend. Yeah, I have a black right. friend. 
Right, right. I have a black friend, so I'm woke and I'm not racist. Like, yeah, <laughs> I, got, I got one. Right. How many say, yeah, one, if you can count your black friends, no, you don't have enough. Two, how many times did that black friend come to dinner? <laughs> Bet you none. <laughs> right. So, you know, I, I saw it from a different perspective and I saw the pain and the history and I lived in the deep south so I personally talked to people that were hit with the fire hoses that were bit by dogs whose sons were victims of the clan like I met those people and I saw the pain in their face and man fuck because I mean I've I've had the you know I've been fortunate enough to meet some 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 true true down earth individuals, mm-hmm. true activists. Mm-hmm. You know, I've I've met John Lewis. I've been in his house. That is so you know, cool. I I got a book when I met um, Mayor Young. I always call him. I, I was asking, "What do I need to call you, sir? Ambassador Young or Mayor Young?" He's like, "You just call me Mr. Young," and I just keep mm-hmm. calling him Mayor Andrew Young. You know, he, I got a book mm-hmm. he signed for. You know. Um, Reverend Lowry when he was alive you know I met him I went to his house Joseph Lowry you know and those guys you know they know the struggle mm-hmm. you know I mean they they dealt with it when I mean it was just when nothing it was just like going to the store buying a six pack of coke <laughs> you know you you couldn't go to the store without you know motherfuckers sicking a dog on you like you said, yeah you know turn the water hose on you and stuff you know trying to burn your shit down you know but it's like it's primarily you know the men that suffer the brunt of this because you know for for our women you know our sisters they love them white men love our women oh yeah and that's been from from back in the day. From time itself, they've always adored black women. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, interracial porn is is huge. There's a company called Blacked. They're huge. That's all they do is interracial black men with white women, and that shit sells. They make money. You know, and I just think it's insulting for someone to tell that black woman, "No, you can't. You can't be with that white dude because that's racist against black people. Yeah. You just, just he only likes you because you're black. You can't be with him. You can't. You can't fuck her because because she's white and wants you because she likes black dick. Like the fuck, I can't watch me do it. <laughs> Want to buy the video on OnlyFans.com? <laughs> Great. I got nine inches of dick. You want to see all of it in and out or just half? He's stupid. <laughs> if someone came up to me and said, look, you can't get no black dick. <laughs> Who the fuck? What? I take their temperature. Are you really trying to tell me about my motherfucking sex life? You must look, have the corona. You, you're going through withdrawals. Wait, what? What? <laughs> Like, who the fuck are you? Like, hey, you know, you can go shit on a motherfucker, but you can't fuck that lady because she likes big black cock. And by the way, you're being, when she says she's going to, here's the thing. This is the other person I want to talk about. I'm uh, I'm acquainted with her. She's an online dominatrix. She's white. Her husband's black. She does the cuckolding. So she gets white clients and she's like, yeah, I'm getting my BBC, big black cock. 
and I'm gonna fuck him and you're gonna fucking have $500 in my account by the time I'm done maybe I'll let you buy my fucking used sheets <laughs> and someone told her that she was racist for calling it BBC well you're objectifying black men she's like bitch that's my husband and he likes that by the way that turns him on so fuck you bitch um and so and in here's the thing I get this in regular life people being all nosy like this but when you're in BDSM where you're you're spanking people time everything you do is not socially acceptable it's like the BDSM is the opposite of politically correct so to try to come in and police that is just ridiculous in and of itself but to be white and say you're not a racist and tell black people what they're allowed to do like I, I think we need to check your IQ I think your brain yeah, is inside work. that's like subliminal slave, slavery right right I'm still putting myself the white person in a superior position to you because I'm telling you what you're allowed to do and I'm going to define racism for you because as a black person you couldn't possibly know what right. that's you like have no idea what racism right. is so let me tell you yeah like go home Karen you're drunk <laughs> go or, home bitch or high something yeah. or just like you know what wait five years bitch I'm gonna have a practice get good insurance and I'm gonna work on you because you're like 19 years of fucking therapy right there. So <laughs> you come on back, see me in five years. We'll we'll fix that shit. <laughs> it was just it was insulting. Like you don't you don't get what this whole movement or any of this is about. You're telling a black man what he can do with his sex life that you're not part of. Are you jealous? Are you jealous he don't want to fuck your old ugly ass, Dr. Dickhead? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I was, you know, I was like, you know, when I first met you, I was like, you know, I was curious, like, see your dominatrix. You're like, yeah, motherfucker. <laughs> I was like, okay. I was like, but, 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 you know, uh, I don't get on like that. I'm just letting you know up front. Because, you know, hit me, I'm going to fucking hit you back. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> just, and man, as big as your hands are, shit. You, right. Man, you don't want get, to get punched by Mr. Savage I, here, people. I'm like, I'm like <laughs> I like you and everything, but nah, we don't roll like that. And I, I don't want to have to hit you. you know? <laughs> I mean, you know, and I guess it was just, I guess it was, it was just understood, you know? Yeah. I mean, it oh, was yeah. never anything like just every now and then I got to remind you. Nah, no. just, you know, we just, we just, we're cool. And that and that's a disrespectful because you're a dominant male. So two dominant people shouldn't try to outdom each other. They should respect <laughs> each other. Right. You know? <laughs> it's an equation. Oh, bring it. It's been brought in and they both see that crack their whips at each other. No. No. You respect each other as equals. It's the submissives that are inferior by choice. That's the dynamic and the power hierarchy of BDSM. But when two dominants meet you're supposed to be cool, just like we're just regular people who happen to kick people's asses. Yeah, and I like, recognize like, like two pits. You know, yeah, we, meet, yeah. we meet up, smell each other, like keep it keep it moving. Right, right. And I, I scoped that in you. Like, not only did you just really like, hey, I think that's cool, but I ain't into that shit. I also recognize that too, like, oh no, nah, he ain't he ain't trying to lick my <laughs> the bottoms of my boots and, and get the rocks out with his teeth. We're not mm -hmm. he ain't that motherfucker. You mm -hmm. know? <laughs> and that's fine because I don't want to be around that outside of, you know, the people right. I designate for those roles. Exactly. <laughs> right. Because it's like, you know, some of them, those individuals, it was hilarious. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> Which one did you think was the funniest? Oh, 
<laughs> there were so many. <laughs> well, um, I think it was the one guy that wanted you to walk on it with your heels. Oh, at the party. <laughs> that man, oh my god. That was so much fun too. I'm like he took it. Those were some sharp. So for everybody listening, I think I had did I have on high heels or my thigh high boots that day? The, the thing was the boots. That's what intrigued them was the boots. And the the heel on this boot is seven inches. And it's it's sharp, you know. And I just stood, I stood on him, walked around on him, grind my heel into his nipples. And he was laying there, I'm looking down at his face, and he's just like, like he got hearts coming out of his eyes, like, oh. Yeah, he was in love. Which is like, great. Oh, I love you, it. Are you serious right now? Yeah, and, and the thing is, listeners, we had like, this party had like, what, 100 people there? Yeah. So there were people coming in and out like, what the fuck? This was not an S&M party. This was right. actually it, like it a just, vanilla. Yeah, you know. it just, like, just <laughs> turned out to be... Yeah, <laughs> clown wanted to be walked on. Yeah, enticed so, by your boots. And heels. I remember you came in and you looked, and you just kind of laughed and shook your head. Like, yeah, you turned around. <laughs> okay. Yeah, people were talking about that that night. <laughs> yeah, history was made. Trust me. And what was great, his body was built just right for trampling, because. <laughs> You know, if you got a dude with a big round belly, it's like, and you're in seven inch heels, there's a balance factor. You're going to slip it. off. Look, right. It, like, you make a mistake, your, your heel gets hooked in his navel, you're going to fall. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what happened to your ankle? Well, my heel got caught in his belly button, and I and I fell off the side and snapped that motherfucker. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, you got to, like, watch for that shit, or you have to have something to hold on to. His body was flat and firm, so it was like, oh... This is almost like walking on a hardwood floor. This shit is great. Yeah, because I know those hills are so high to help you out of the car and stuff. Oh, yeah, it's man. Like, those were like, <laughs> those those are the kind of heels you're like, I'm going to spend the night sitting down. Right, exactly. You're, I'm just going to sit here and look They're good. so high, your knees are up to your chin. <laughs> like, God. Yeah, I still got those boots. <laughs> I do. I do. I got I got some heels that are higher than that though. Shit, that, that ain't shit now. <laughs> Man, anything uh, higher than that is considered to be stills. Anything higher than that, I put them on and don't fucking move. Like, look at me, I'm sitting here hot as a motherfucker. Yeah, Good. you have to. Now. Yeah, I have to sit still. Yeah. Right. Get up now on those. Mm-hmm. Now take them off. <laughs> right. I used to do that too in my sessions. My heels were so high that it's like, okay, there's no way I'm going to be able to sidekick this dude in the stomach with these heels on. So I would tie him up and blindfold him and take my heels off. <laughs> not that not that they would have cared, but it was just the image of how you look with right. seven inch fucking heels, black knee high boots. I was like, no, I ain't. I have a two hour session. My ass is not fuck this. No, I'm not doing this. Blindfold the ass, take the shoes off, give them a good side kick to the gut. They don't give a fuck. Right, so, yeah. <laughs> kick them and then put on some flip flops. <laughs> right, right. And then right before I take the blindfold off, put the heels back on. Yeah. <laughs> That's why everybody thought I was so tall because I'm I'm five five even, and I have seven inch heels with a two inch platform. So you now you look yeah. at. Five nine with the platform plus another couple inches for the heel. Then I got that big officer's hat on, and that's like 
five, four or five inches above my head. So me, I'm five, five, come in a room looking like I'm six feet, six, one, easy. And it just added to the whole effect. You know look, what I mean? I guess- I can stand under you and not get wet if it was raining. <laughs> <laughs> I'd come in the room like a fucking giant, like six foot one and 15 feet of attitude. Right. Everybody's <laughs> like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> like, Do you know her? Yeah, that's my homie, man. What do you think? Yeah. <laughs> like, you're a rock star. <laughs> Let me buy you a drink. And then, you know, we're pulling up in your Jaguar and I got the fur coat on on top of that shit. Yeah, coming out like bosses. <laughs> right? Going to a party, fuck a bitch up with her old shoe and leave like bosses. Like, bye. <laughs> we have bigger places to be. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, we used to have so much fun. So I, need to much. Move, I need to move back to Atlanta. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> Other than New Orleans, Atlanta is my favorite place to live. In, in New Orleans, I'll never live there again because one, it's different now since the hurricane, but two, the last eight years, I lived on the Gulf Coast down there. I had to evacuate six times, like real, like take all your shit evacuation. And you know what? I can pack now in about 10 to 15 minutes and I never want to do it again. So I wouldn't live in New Orleans again. Georgia, I wouldn't mind. It'll just depend on um, psychology licensing. It's a bunch of, it's a clusterfuck. So I would love, I love Atlanta. I love the people there. People in Georgia are nice as they can be. The food is good. Oh my God. And there's so many chicken wing flavors. (laughs) We have seven chicken wing flavors up here. Seven. Seven. That's it. Right? That place in Atlanta up the street from the house there. It was like, what, 150? And they were all different. It, you're right. I'm <laughs> like, you stand there like, what flavor you want? I'm like, dang. <laughs> Can you I know? have one of each? <laughs> like, look, 15 minutes later, you're still trying to get through the whole menu. Like, mm. Right, because you ain't read the, the list yet. <laughs> right. I'm like, because every time you see one that looks good, then there's another one that looks better. Right. And there's another one that looks better than that. I'm like, God. I was like, just give me one of everything. Yeah, let me just give me a sample. <laughs> yeah, I'll work through it by the end of the week. It'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, I'll be back. Man, like crazy, man. Yeah, it's like they got every flavor you can think of. The only thing bad about Georgia is it's so fucking hot in the summer. I can't wear leather. Yeah, the humidity <laughs> no. will kill you. Right there, there is no leather, and definitely not latex. Cause mm-hmm. I don't know if I ever showed you this, but when I had on, I had this latex bra that I put on for a photo shoot, and it was like it was nice. It was in the seventies, but when I went to take it off, you know my boobs are big, and I got all that open cleavage area in there. Well, latex it doesn't leak and it doesn't absorb. It's rubber, so that my titty sweat just kept building up between my titties <laughs> i swear to god i had a measuring cup like if you're gonna cook and you take a one cup measuring cup i could have filled that motherfucker up on my <laughs> sweat <laughs> i'm like dolly parton call me mountain dew up in here oh my like, god oh my god that ain't happening in georgia in the summer no Mm-mm. no uh-uh you're gonna die that's crazy <laughs> Like, I should have tried to sell that. I could have made money off of that. I could have made a, a bunch of money on that <laughs> Mrs. Ray's sweat. Oh my god, titty sweat. <laughs> oh, oh my god. You know, like put, like just auction it off. 
<laughs> Here's a small mason jar full of titty slip. I don't even look. I don't even a mason jar. Here's a shot glass. <laughs> I could have filled up like six of those. Let it's been like, been like all kinds of money pouring in. <laughs> like, this is incredible. You know, some guy tried. We, I think I was in Atlanta. Some guy tried to buy my toenail clippings. What? Yeah. I never told you about that. Uh-uh. This guy, so I had a picture of my feet on the internet and I had like some fire red nail polish or some bad bitch kind of color. And he was like, so do you clip your toenails? Like, no, I'm just going to let them grow till they turn into talons and I can swoop down and pick up <laughs> small children. Right. The, fuck, the fuck you think I'm going to do? Of course I trim my goddamn toenails. And I don't go to the salon. I don't like weird motherfuckers touching my fucking filing on my shit. Uh-uh. So that's how you get foot fungus. No. So he was like, well, <laughs> since you do it yourself, can can I buy your toenail clippings? I was like, uh, what are you going to do with them? He's like, I want to put them down the head of my dick. Like, no, no, no. Yeah. No. As as a as a person who's clearly more level headed in this, you know, interaction. Right. I, I'm not gonna enable you to fuck yourself up like that. That's no, nah, no. Nah. Right. <laughs> hey, what was that guy's name that was the uh I call him test dummy? Oh God. He was some guy that was like shit I can't think of his name for nothing but it's like you guys had a certain group like a little get together group and he was like he would test out all the new gadgets and stuff (laughs) I forgot his name but I mean he was a married dude Uh but but he was like yeah just sure yeah put this on me tie this to me oh (laughs) is that an Iron Maiden sure I'll I'll go in that. Yeah, he told me about this. I'm like, what? <laughs> Is yo, seriously? <laughs> I, you know what? I do that a lot with my subs. I made um, my slave eat dog food because I wanted, <laughs> I wanted to know cat foods. I didn't want to do that. I didn't know if it was safe. I knew dog food was, but I wanted him to taste test the dog food <laughs> and tell me. Were the claims on the can accurate? Because how do you know it tastes like chicken? Did the dog can't tell you that. So how do you know? You know. So I made them try like seven dog foods. Does it taste like chicken? No. He said they all tasted like shit except one. One said it was like chunks of beef and gravy, and it was like it really tasted like chunks of beef and gravy. So regurgitated chunks. <laughs> Something. Mm. I do all kind of shit. <laughs> always, I see. always safe, never harmful, but you know, always guaranteed to make me laugh and answer a hypothetical research question that I have. <laughs> so <laughs> for science. <laughs> I don't even like the smell of dog food. No, oh god, no. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Cat food's even worse. You know, maybe that's why cat shit smells so bad. <laughs> I mean, it's like it's gotta. It's seriously, cat shit has to smell terrible because <laughs> even the cat covers it. 
Right, and then they run away from it. <laughs> yeah, a dog will just take a shit and keep walking. No Franco, Franco takes the shit, and he's like, he's like, and he just takes off across the house upstairs, mm. like, get me away from this shit. And you know, I make myself clean that fucking cat box too, because I went to do it once, I almost puked in it. Like, mm, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> well, I mean, if you threw up and it's got litter in it, it's, like, <laughs> it's clumping. Just so. cover it up, keep going. <laughs> So as you talk, look, as you're taking the box outside, just keep puking in the box, puking in the box. <laughs> get to the trash can and dump it all. <laughs> Next day, I'll be 40 pounds lighter and shit. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Lee. Yeah, I can't do it. I'm like, hey, Alice, get your ass there. This is your job now. <laughs> mm-hmm. I want two cats. You clean up. <laughs> Boy. Otherwise, I'd have to have like a respirator, one of those N95 masks. That's why, yeah, that's why I don't fool with, well, one, I'm allergic to cats, but it's like, even still, they too sneaky, man. I think, did I tell you about um, a buddy of mine, this is a long time ago, his wife wanted a kitten. And so, um, he got her kitten. (laughs) And it was, it was crazy, right? He got this kitten. And he, like, you know, I, I went up to his house and stuff one time. He's like, man, for some reason, the bedroom smells like cat shit. <laughs> I'm like, what? Yeah. Man, I flipped that room upside down. I vacuumed. I wiped. <laughs> and it still smells like cat shit. <laughs> so I'm like, what the... I'm like, well, where's the cat's bathroom? And he's like, it's in the kitchen. Ew, you know, yeah. In the, in the corner. I'm like, yeah, that's not a good place for it. No. Why don't no. you find like a a gas station or something and put it in that bathroom? <laughs> you know, I'm like, that's gross. But anyway, you know, he volunteered me to help him find this mysterious cat odor. <laughs> So, you know, we're going around, the floor's clean and everything, we're looking all in the closet, you know, on our hands and knees and stuff. And the cat drops down from under the bed in the box room. <laughs> they love it there. <laughs> he was, he ripped a hole in the box springs. <laughs> and he would go up into the box springs and take a shit. <laughs> so... I seen I told him my boy's name was Chris. I said, I think we found it. He said, Wait, wait. I'm like, take the mattress off. We took the mattress off and we flipped the box springs. And it had to have been 60, 70 pounds of cat shit in the box spring. <laughs> my God. <laughs> he don't shit nowhere but in here, huh? <laughs> like he had to throw away his box springs. <laughs> so he got rid of box springs and the cat soon followed <laughs> cats are assholes I was like man I'm like I know you're upset <laughs> this fun <laughs> yeah this, this is fun you gotta admit this is fun cat, cat had you dumbfounded he, the cat outsmarted you man that's so bad when you can't pinpoint the smell of the cat shit. Yeah, and I mean it was. I mean it was. It's like it had the same odor 
has a gas station bathroom. <laughs> Sound like man, I'm, about to, I'm about to throw up, and he had the windows open. <laughs> he had the the fragrance trees hanging all over the place. He had the fan blowing, and it still stunk like crazy. <laughs> <laughs> man, you ain't doing them a circulated <laughs> smell. Now it smells like <laughs> vanilla aroma and cat shit in it. <laughs> yeah, because there is no smell strong enough to cover uh-uh. up cat piss and cat shit. No, no, that no. is a motherfucker. And you know, you know, uh, something that a friend of mine taught me was that her cat wasn't fixed and he started spraying before she could get him fixed. Mm. So it smelled like cat piss in her bathroom on the baseboard where he sprayed. So she went to clean it up with bleach. Well, let me tell you, people. That's <laughs> that ammonia cat- bleach? That's right. Mustard gas, I mustard think. Mustard gas. Because, <laughs> look, let me tell you her- real quick. Let me tell you real quick. I pour some ammonia in the toilet, right, to clean uh-huh. Uh-huh. And I forgot I poured ammonia in the toilet and I went and pissed on it. I almost killed myself. <laughs> That's fucked up. Yeah, I almost killed myself. Oh, shit. I was like, and that smell is like, fuck. Yeah. Dude, that's strong shit, man. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> Lee. And that's why I was like, you got these cats walking around with these N95s on their face. Because <laughs> they stink so bad. <laughs> like, they ain't worried about, you know, COVID. They worried about that stink, man. <laughs> uh, yeah, let me hold that mask, player. <laughs> yeah, mine, he's out of there. Like, oh, I took shit. Bye. Mm-mm. He's gone. And you, I always look, know. you need to teach them how to flush. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know though, there is a, uh, and I'm, I'm kind of curious to see if it works, but I don't know if I believe it will. So you put it on your the seat of your toilet. It's green. The one I saw was green, and it's got a tiny hole in the middle. So the cat shits on that, and they'll get it on the tray a little bit because they're just learning. But like every week or two, you take another part of it out, so the hole gets bigger and bigger, until where finally, supposedly, well, that's what she said. Did, yeah, <laughs> I like that. Uh, but finally, <laughs> finally, like the hole's so big that the cat's just sitting on the rim taking a shit in the in the fucking toilet. I, you know, I tell you now, one of my cats ain't going near that. She does. Grace don't like water. Franco likes to watch the toilet flush. I'm not really sure what that's about, but I don't think he'd get up there like that. Well, and then and then it's like, well, what do you put in there? Because cat litter, they're naturally attracted to that. I'm not trying to put cat litter on my toilet where it's going to go down the pipes. I'm not trying to do right. that shit. Yeah. So I don't know if it works or not, but some somebody invented that shit. <laughs> so. Yes. Yeah, that might. Mm, maybe if, maybe one of our listeners has tried it. If you have, you know, let us know that yeah. if it works or not. I, I just really want to know. <laughs> uh-huh. That's crazy. But look, you go up there and your cat being a fell in the toilet and she'd be like, who let the seat up? But see, but see, what I'm more concerned of, when I wake up in the morning, I got to pee like now. So I go in there and Franco's in the middle of a shit looking at me like, you're going to have to pee in the bathtub. I'm sorry. You know, I yeah. have a, I have a bathroom in the basement and I have one on the second floor. I'm not going down two flights of stairs while I got to piss. No. <laughs> so it's like sink or tub because Franco's taking a shit in the toilet. 
I think I'm okay with a cat box. We got our own our own shitters. I think that's better. Yeah, because I know um, the bathroom upstairs, the first one, it had a um, the um, the flushing deal, the mechanism that I guess it just wore out and had a leak to it. Yeah. And it seems like for some reason, when that bathroom went out of commission before I fixed it, mm-hmm. I had more traffic come to my house <laughs> and everybody near and far that comes in your house the first thing they want to do is piss mm-hmm. then you just leave home <laughs> why you gotta come to my house to piss like you live 10 minutes away what the hell right yeah you can see my house no, you can walk <laughs> I need to use the bathroom <laughs> and so I'm like well, you gotta use one downstairs why can't you use that one? Because it's out of commission right now. So you go down the stairs and go outside. Pick one. <laughs> you know, that's why I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and get me an outhouse and sit it over on the corner of the yard. You know, so put it in plain view. So when you pull in my driveway, <laughs> you can see it. You and go walk your ass on over there and take a piss, and then come inside. And charge them a quarter while you're at it. Yeah. Because you know it costs to have it pumped out, you know, so you got to cover your expenses. Yeah, so I'm, I'm going to put a, a, a coin thing on the door. So you got <laughs> to put a quarter in it even open the door. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't know what I would do if I pulled up at your house and saw if I If that ever happened. Look, I, check, I'm gonna, check I'm gonna this. I'm going to myself. But this one, all right, buddy of mine. He came to my house. We, we were out somewhere. And um, we got back, and he had to pee, like, right then. I mean, the car was still moving. He's like, I got to pee. I'm like, okay. So he jumped out of the car, and he went to the side of the house. So I went inside, right? So I'm inside, you know, his, his girlfriend was with us. So we're sitting inside. And he comes inside. And he's got this look on his face like like he had swallowed a sour mouse. <laughs> so I'm sitting there looking at him and he's standing like, you know, almost at the top of the steps where he's like, he's kind of looking over the banister like like Kilroy. You know, you can see his fingers and his and his chin and stuff over the, you know, his nose over the rail. So what's wrong with you? I had an accident. What you do, you fall? Did you like trip or something outside? He like, nah. He just kept standing like, you shit on yourself, didn't you? <laughs> 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 he looked, he's like, and and Jay was still here. She was like coming home from work, you know, <laughs> and he was still standing at the stairs when she walked in. And I was like, well, go in the bathroom. <laughs> and she had just cleaned up her bathroom. She looked at me she's like, why she gotta go to my bathroom? <laughs> I'm like, well, he ain't going in mine. <laughs> and I mean, I could have sent him downstairs. I'm like, but you know, then it just drags that shit smell through the whole house. Throughout the house, yeah. I'm like, man, because he's standing like a little kid. I ain't an accident. I mean, did you did you trip? Uh, what you want me to do? Wipe your ass for you? No, I mean, it's like, you know, when he said he had an accident, I thought like he fell or broke his phone or, <laughs> you know, something like that. Right. <laughs> he didn't shit on himself. He was like, 
man, I was peeing so good and relaxed, and all of a sudden, damn. Damn. I don't even want to know. I don't even want to know. I don't think I've ever been that relaxed in my life. You know what I'm saying? I ain't never been. Where I'm just so calm, I shit myself. Like... I ain't never been chilling that hard. <laughs> no. God, please. <laughs> and you know, I know I need to relax more, but I hear that and it's like, yeah, maybe not so much. Yeah, not so much. I always keep keep a little tension. Right. Yeah, <laughs> please. Only relax enough that you can still keep your butthole tight. <laughs> Something. So I'm just like, if you that relaxed, that makes me want to play, boy. <laughs> what do you do back there? <laughs> I'm like, my shoe. I'm like, your exit turned into a, a, a through tunnel or something, dude. I would have recommended a butt plug for next time. Be like, <laughs> just cork yeah, it up. You'll see, be fine. Glad you weren't around. You probably would. Come here. I got you. <laughs> I would have too. Like, I could plug you up right now, bro. Yeah, your ass <laughs> you probably inserted with a big ass hammer that fucking, uh, uh, what's her name? Harley, Harley Quinn uses. <laughs> big ass, big ass circus hammer. <laughs> I, I could never do this because it would not be safe, right? But I do archery, and I've always wanted to <laughs> attach a dildo to the end and just shoot it at someone's asshole, <laughs> no, uh, and and just see, like, you know, what what happens. But obviously, I can't do that because it's probably very unsafe. But yeah, because you know, just, just think, but if you were dead on with it <laughs> yeah that that might not uh, that might not turn out well that'd be too the velocity I, you know I yeah. shoot and then it's like <laughs> who's stupid enough to be the target <laughs> I know people don't don't test that they're they're you know, I put a baseball bat in a person's butt just to see uh-uh. if we could do it, and we and it happened. And don't test me on that because I can find ten people guaranteed that'll be like, "I'll fucking do it." Yeah. <laughs> Look, as a disclaimer, everybody, uh, do not let your children listen to this podcast. Yeah, this is not appropriate for children uh-huh. and most adults. <laughs> yeah. Most normal adults, they might cringe. Yeah, uh, yeah. And that's okay. I hope you do. It'll make you think. <laughs> <laughs> you'll you'll look at the people you walk by a little bit differently. <laughs> right. You'll be wondering, like, hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, mm. I do it all the time. I look at people like, mm-hmm. I bet you wearing I bet you wearing a plug right now, fucker. <laughs> yeah. Just like on Shrek when um Shrek told Pinocchio to tell a lie. He's like, tell a lie, tell a lie. He's like, I'm wearing women's underwear. And his nose never moved. Yep. And then didn't Gingerbread Man or something crawl down there and lift his shorts and he had pink panties on? Yeah. Which is really, I mean, pretty inappropriate for a kid's show. I laughed, but it was like, damn. This yeah. Like, I don't think I'd want to show kids under a certain age this shit. Exactly. (laughs) Tell why, tell why. Right. Uh, I'm wearing women's underwear? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my 
gun. Oh my god, that was great. And I, I saw it like that's great. And then it, and then I like no, that's on a kid's cartoon. What the fuck? Yeah. What the fuck is this? But yeah, I mean, Toy Story is the same way. They're I don't more, think I've seen that. Toy Story, the first one, they're more undercover with theirs. I mean, you have to be mm-hmm. pretty much a certain age to catch them, you know, catch the jokes. Mm-hmm. But yeah, right. this is bad. Oh, it I'm going to go ahead and check that shit out now. Yeah, it's, it's hilarious. I love it. it I got to see fun. that. <laughs> it is too funny. Like, there's songs that I would sing as a kid that I listen to the lyrics now. Like, what? My favorite song when I was like three or four was by Forner. It was called Hot Blooded. And uh, you know, my dad had a, yeah, yeah. My dad had a lowered truck and he loved Forner. He always played it. And me and him would ride around and I'd sing the fuck out that song. And it's like, when I got older, like 15, 16, I heard it again. I was like, how the fuck were they letting me listen to this shit? Like, no no wonder I am the way I am. Y'all had me listening to goddamn hot-blooded when I was three. Yeah, well, that they, is a nasty song. They, they corrupted you early. And Man. They just, just stuck with you. You, well, grew I had, in, you grew into it. I had the sex talk at nine. My dad came to pick me up from school. He's like, me and your mom are getting divorced. And, uh, and I was like, okay why and he goes well because she doesn't want to fuck do you know what fucking is i was like only when you tell people to fuck off (laughs) (laughs) and which he did a lot and uh and and then so he answered me and and i learned all the things it wasn't the birds and the bees it was the birds and the bees the flowers and the trees the mountain and the stream Mm. you know like he taught me all the things now I couldn't get home quick enough because it was just weird. And I'm sure every kid feels that way, but I'm happy now he did it. Because at that time, I mean, boys were trying to be nasty at around 12. So I already knew what was up. I knew what dudes would say. Oh, if you love me, you do it. I knew all that shit. Like, fuck you. My daddy told me about scumbags like you. <laughs> right. If I tell him about you, he's going to fucking fuck you up. <laughs> like, uh-uh. So it was cool because I knew all the things. Like, you couldn't pull no shit on me. Even at, you know, 13, 14, 15, I knew what was what. So I was thankful for that because a lot of my friends didn't. And some girls got pregnant and they had to drop out of school and, you know, or they got into some pretty bad situations with some pretty bad dudes. And uh, I got to avoid all of that because I I knew what was what. So I'm really glad that he didn't give me some bullshit. But I, I really, I really didn't need to know about deep throating <laughs> I'm like yeah now where does that play a part in educating a, a kid on the birds and bees my dad something was wrong with his ass he just didn't have a filter he he practiced extreme honesty to anyone at any time with no regard to what the fuck which is probably why he worked a lot of different places mm. Cause he he was just out there with shit, and and as a kid, I knew that kids got the birds and the bees talk. I didn't know what the age was. I thought it'd be a little later. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I learned about all the bees. 
and and I guess that was kind of helpful too because when I was approached by my first slave it was weird and strange but it wasn't like scary and like oh my god this guy's gonna kill me it wasn't like that it was weird it was odd but it allowed me to be more open because I knew that there was a lot of different things that different people did. And and the good thing was, you know, the message, even though he was very raw and told me way too much, <laughs> he also <laughs> he also schooled me like, look, you won't have to do anything you don't want to do. If someone takes you on a date, you don't owe them shit. This, this, and this is not appropriate behavior. So, you know, I also knew, you know, the shady shit that that people did too so I, I'm glad I'm glad for it now if I had kids I wouldn't do it that way at all um, but it, it was definitely helpful so you know the first guy I met when he was like oh you put this in my butt I was like well it's kind of weird but uh, I already know people do this so. you're, just, you're sitting there with a straight face eating a bologna sandwich yeah, ain't no big deal. Ain't yeah, good. you ain't you ain't putting it in my ass, but I'll put it in your ass. It's fine. <laughs> you gotta love. furnish the lube. I'm not buying it. <laughs> Bring your own lube. Right. <laughs> I don't supply the lube. Byol only. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, this is something that's new to me. Um, not like that. <laughs> but <laughs> my mom is new to. Um, FaceTime. Oh, jeez. And she, you know, she went through this episode where, you know, every time she tried to call me, it was through FaceTime. And I would always ignore it. And I'd just call her back. And I'm like, I don't do FaceTime. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You know, and she's like, why? I'm like, look, you don't do FaceTime. You call Jay. Do, do FaceTime with Jay. <laughs> you know, I don't do FaceTime. <laughs> what are we, the fucking Jetsons up in here? And I, and I tell my cousin, I was like, my mom is stuck on this FaceTime. <laughs> and she's like, okay. I'm like, uh, I'm a grown man. I can't even have relations because she want to try to do FaceTime all the time. I might be in my drawers or something. She's FaceTiming me. <laughs> but you know, if you answer it like that, they'll never do that shit again. I'm not answering the phone with my mama. <laughs> Uh, no ma'am. <laughs> See, I'm a. I, I like to fuck with my mom, right? Because she was uh-uh. an asshole when I was no. young. So I'd be like, I'm fucking right now. I'll call you back. Uh-uh. Look, because look, I told Jay about it, right? I was like, I said, yeah, Jay. You know, your grandma keeps trying to Facetime me and stuff. You know, I might be uh in a compromising position and stuff. She's like, right on. <laughs> I'm like, man. <laughs> uh-uh. I do not FaceTime. No. Mm, you ain't see it now. Who is that? That's my mom. <laughs> Yo, mama. Yeah, yeah. see, my, I'm, I'm lucky because my mom doesn't know any of that shit. She can't send an emoji. Well, she so. was, mom was learning. That's why she kept doing it. Cause every time I, you know, every time I, you know, ignore it, she called back. I know she called back. I know she called back. Will you stop? <laughs> Mine just does that on the telephone. So, Nick, what are you doing? I'm smoking crack and worshiping Satan. I'll have to call you back next week. Right. I'm, I'm sitting in the middle of this pentagram. Right. <laughs> I'm summoning a demon. Goddamn it! Calm your tits. 
<laughs> my mom knows though when it when I'm in school, just don't call me. So I, I won't I don't talk to her for like ten weeks at a time. <laughs> yeah. She got nothing to say. What are you doing? Statistics. <laughs> like, yeah, it's like you know people ask me that. What are you doing? You really want to know? Right. You know, I'll send you a picture. I got I got a partner in Orlando. He does that. What you up to? <laughs> you really want to know? <laughs> and he got to the point. He got to the point where he's like, "Nah, I don't." Yes, you. Do. Yes, you. Do. I'm gonna send you a picture of it. No, I'm good. No, I'm gonna send you a picture. He's like, "I'm not gonna open it. I'll just delete it." Like, yeah. See, I don't. I don't even do all that. People, what are you doing? Nothing. Oh, so that means you could. Oh, no, 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 no. It means I'm doing my plan. Yeah, is I mean, nothing. Do that. That's what I'm doing is nothing. I'm actively doing nothing. So <laughs> unless you want to come do nothing with me, but you know, you're going to have to crawl through the window because I'm doing nothing, which means I ain't getting up to answer the fucking door either. Right. Nothing so, technically mean um, you can bother me. Right. You know, I'd rather go back to doing nothing than trying to explain right. to you that I'm doing nothing. Yeah. And people don't get, oh, well, you ain't doing anything. So you can. Oh, no, no, I can't. I'm I can't do. Look. I can't doing nothing. do nothing. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, you know what's great about that, right? I was working on my bachelor's degree and I came across this shit. They were talking about it was an ethics class. And so one of the ethical standards for psychologists and counselors, pretty much any mental health people, is if you start getting burnt out, you know, you have to engage in self-care. Because if you're burnt out and not feeling right, you're not gonna be good for your client. And you're encouraged to do this before it gets that bad and it's called self-care and i was like what is this concept self-care i fucking like this do great shit to make yourself feel better like this is a whole thing this is a whole thing there's a whole realm of this in psychology it's fucking crazy i didn't know so i'm glad because now i'm like oh no i'm sorry today's my self-care day because people can't understand nothing And they don't understand, like, see, what I'm doing in classes, normally a college class is three credits, and you take a maximum of two over about 15 weeks. Well, each of my classes is five credits. So one of my classes is the equivalent of two regular ones, and I do it in only 10 weeks. And then, like regular students, they get the whole summer off. I don't. I get a couple weeks and then I do another 10 week class and then I get a couple weeks off another 10 week class. So I don't really get a break. So on that two or three weeks now, now I got 28 days now, which I fucking need after this fucking math class. But um, <laughs> I'm going to do nothing tomorrow. So people don't understand nothing. So like, oh, well, today's my self care day. And it sounds legit and it is legit, but then people understand it that way. So that's, that's how I, that's how I frame it up now. Oh, no, no, no. This yeah. is my self-care time. I'm glad I got you when I did. <laughs> You're like, yeah, this is my self-care day. You're like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so you, uh, you care about yourself right now. That's right. I'm, I am caring for myself so I don't turn into a hostile Karen. so and then I advise people on their relationship problems because you know 
example, for my mistress rage line, I used to just do um, phone domination, like humiliation and have people smack themselves. Well, I don't, I don't do any of that anymore professionally. I retired from all that. Um, so I do, I, I still own my own person, still a dominatrix, but not professionally, just in my personal life. And uh, I do the podcasting and the education and, you know, things relating to psychology. So it's like, it, it's, it's like now life is just different. And so when I talk to people, it's not like, fuck you, dog face, fuck ass, <laughs> piece of shit, slam your dick in the fucking drawer, dick face. It's not that. Now it's somebody calling me going, look, you know, I have this fetish. It's, re- it's on my mind. I can't get off my mind. I'm afraid my wife will find out. I don't want to ruin my marriage by telling her what do I do. So it's like serious shit now. Well, at the, between that and school, man, I'm done. Like, I'm done. So it's self-care time. And and, and my friends just now know, oh, oh, self-care time. Don't fucking... That means the phone is off, bitches. Don't call. I'm not answering. Right. And, you know, self-care can be an hour or a week. I don't know. <laughs> it's just, uh, just, just... Yeah, just when I get done caring. <laughs> right. I've already started self-care for today. (laughs) Today's self-care was getting that homework turned in, talking shit about that fake doctor bitch, and uh, just having a good time with you and entertaining our listeners. Right. And uh, tomorrow, I'm going to do nothing. (laughs) I might tweet. I'll probably take a picture of myself doing nothing and tweet it. Like, look at me. (laughs) Look at me. I'm doing nothing. Right, I'm self-caring all over this motherfucking couch with Netflix today. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> so yeah, so now, you know, if you're feeling burnt out or you just like, ah, oh, I just can't deal with people this afternoon, then you go, oh, I gotta do self-care. <laughs> right, because like, um, they actually provide, um, I forget the exact term for it, but it's like a a mental day or something. It's something. Yeah, me- mental health day. Yeah, so that would be the same as a self care day. Yeah, you know, where it's like I'm stressed out. I can't handle it. I'm about to fucking smack Cindy in the fucking face over there for smacking her gum in the next cubicle. Yeah, that's what a mental health day is. Like I'm just, I've had it. I'm burnt out. I need to do self care. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, let me go ahead and put in for the mental day. So I just put the M60 back in the trunk. (laughs) And that's what they want. You feel like you're going to shoot up your workplace? Please take a mental health day. Yeah. And look, (laughs) call it in. You don't have to come to the office. Just call us and tell us. Right. Look, sit in the bathtub, soak in the bubbles, eat cake while you do it, because you can eat cake in the bathtub. You're grown. Yeah, well, And, uh, you know, just chill. Yeah, look, <laughs> I go ahead and turn on some Gilligan, eat me a couple of honey buns. There you go. I'm good. There that. you go. And you know what? That does sex counts as self-care. You know, meditation, yoga, shooting. You know, you're talking about you want to go shooting. Yeah. Shooting, you know, anything that makes you feel better and helps to either alleviate stress and burnout or prevent it. And ideally, you want to do some kind of self-care every day, even if it's just five minutes of sitting there quietly, 
and just not having to hear no shit whatever whatever it is turning on some you know music and, and dancing or rocking out or whatever whatever makes you feel better it's really really important because you know stress causes uh i think the last statistic i read was 60 to 65 percent of diseases because there's uh, stress ca- causes certain chemical reactions that lead to chronic inflammation chronic inflammation can give you heart disease um you know you can get depression you can just it's the health shit is ridiculous so if stress can cause that much disease and in those kind of serious diseases it becomes even more important to just let that shit go sometimes especially in our society where it's like oh no you always got to be happy you always got to smile no the fuck right, I don't exactly I don't know who fucking made that rule but fuck that guy they're right. way too happy um, or, you know, you, if somebody is an asshole, you can't say shit because then you're the bad guy. Well, that builds up inside you. And, um, you know, unless we're just going to have a day where we can just punch people in the face, you know, you got you got to get it out. Exercise is, is a great way to to do self-care, healthy eating, getting enough sleep, um, you know, being around friends and family that you love. So there's so many ways that there's no wrong way to do it as long as it's helping you and making you feel better right so everybody should engage in self-care and you can blame it on me well you know mistress rage ordered me to self-care today exactly. <laughs> yeah. i will be your justification right my, my, my private therapist said i need self-care that's right <laughs> so give me that I- uh, i'm gonna self-care <laughs> so let me get that um Supersized bottle of lube over there. <laughs> I'm gonna need a box of tissue. <laughs> yeah, let me get the um, let me get the Costco size of uh, Astro Glide and uh, what's your what's your, what's your best toilet paper? <laughs> uh, yeah, let me get a few rolls of that. Give me some of your best shit. There you go. <laughs> you know, I wonder when there was the toilet paper and tissue shortage. I wonder how many crusty socks there were yeah, in America that yeah. was. Look, that, <laughs> look, yeah, that was me growing up in, when I was a teenager. You're like, what the hell? <laughs> what these socks lined up like their shoes. What's all this shit going on? <laughs> They're walking themselves Man, what's to the washroom. What's wrong with your socks, boy? I told you, when I first learned about masturbation, I missed the bus for three days. <laughs> <laughs> the, the first time like I had been doing it before I actually came the first time the first time I came I was like oh I was happy for like five days after that <laughs> couldn't nothing fuck with me my mom was a bitch I didn't give a fuck <laughs> walking around with a smile on your face man <laughs> Yeah, and she did that. Too. Why are you so happy? Like, first of all, like that's there's something wrong with that. But you know, <laughs> I ain't gonna tell her. Like, oh, no reason. <laughs> Just, all right. I was like, this is what this shit. This is what the hype is about. Fuck. Man, I didn't give. I was sitting in class, happier than a bitch. Like, I'm like, did you? I'm on. Did you quit school? <laughs> <laughs> Why you can't catch the bus? What's going on? <laughs> now. I've heard of a lot of men in in puberty. You know, sometimes your dick just gets hard for no fucking reason. Did you ever have that happen in an inopportune place? Was that ever an issue for you? Because I know it doesn't happen to some Uh, guys, but it happens to others. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That yeah tells me that there's a story. Yeah, you just leave it like that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah. I've heard so many stories. Like uh, my friend, he wouldn't stand up. You know, you had to do a pledge of allegiance every morning back then. I don't know if they still do that in school. And he wouldn't stand up. And like you really had to stand up. And he wouldn't stand up. Well, look, so he got he, he, he was on a Colin Kaepernick back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. And so I asked him later, I was like, just why didn't you just stand up? Now you got detention. He's like, I had a boner and it wouldn't go away. Yeah. So the poor guy got fucking detention because he didn't, you know, because he was not being rude and showing his bone to everybody. But like, I felt so bad because as a girl, there have been times that it's like, oh, I'm the first, the first fine motherfucker that walks by. I'm gonna rape him. I'm, I'm gonna rape him, and he'll be fine with it. It'll be great. But you know, as a woman, that never shows. (laughs) You're just, I'm standing there, cool as a cucumber. Nobody knew. That it's like, oh God, I wish I could just masturbate in bathrooms because I'd rub one out during fucking third period. <laughs> Holy shit. I don't know how people can do that. I can't. It's gross. I just, someone poops here. I can't sit here and masturbate. <laughs> you know, a lot of my guy friends are like, hmm, oh yeah, I masturbate in the bathroom at work all the time. I can't do it. Well, I mean, that's kind of like going to the bathroom. It's like, um, I can go to the bathroom anywhere. <laughs> you know, some people can't go in the bathroom, you know, public bathrooms at school, you know, stuff like that. Gas station. Mm. <laughs> it, that, the signs are out of order, but I just need to piss. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you about ladies' bathrooms. First oh, of all, you know how you know how dudes okay, dudes have the urinal rule, right? You don't stand at the urinal right next to someone else. Right. You, you know, okay, girls don't know that. And and ladies learn this so there'll be four stalls and i take the one furthest back to the wall away from the door and some bitch now what she should do is sit in the first or second one yeah yeah and so i'm sitting here trying to take a shit and now my body's like nope just heard this bitch walk in yeah now you're and like then, locked up Mm-mm. right right and i've already pissed so now i'm sitting there quietly I'm probably on Facebook. I'll tell you right now. I answer tweets on the toilet. <laughs> so, um, I don't give a shit. So, um, but you don't touch the phone after you've wiped once. It's all before wiping. But this bitch comes in, sits down in the stall next to me, and then she's sitting there quietly. Now, as a lady, the first thing you do is take a piss. Mm-hmm. Well, she don't want to piss because it's so quiet. <laughs> she don't want me to hear her piss. We're both ladies in the bathroom. We both pissed thousands of times. So it's like, oh my God, I just want to shit and get out of this fucking bathroom. And now I can't because fucking Becky's got fucking stage fright for the piss in here. You know, like really? So I give the courtesy flush, you know, and then and then you could hear her start pissing. Like, really? <laughs> really? And and I thought the first time it happened, I just thought it was just... <laughs> it, it is true. I just... I thought it was just this one broad, right? Well, it happens all the fucking time. To where now, when I hear the person next to me sit down, I just flush the toilet. <laughs> it's just, it's that's, that's, yeah, that's just the, like, I, I just gave you out right there. There you go. Right. Go for it. Have at it. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
But yeah, they'll sit right in the stall next to you. Like I'm looking at who made your shoes and shit. Right. Just can you can you move down one? Damn, can I get some space? Ladies need to learn the the urinal right. rule, and they some, need to start some bathroom etiquette. Yeah, right, right. Because I know <laughs> me and a buddy of mine were in the bathroom. And you know how how I am. I I I like to mess with people sometimes. So we're in the bathroom. Yeah. And I don't know why, but he just asked me, you know, it's like they have two urinals, one for adults, one for kids, you know, and the one for kids, it sits lower, you know, it's lower, right. lower on the wall than, than the adult. Yeah. And he was like, why is this urinal so, you know, so close to the ground? I saw, man, you know, that's for both of big dicks. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, for real? Like, yeah, I'm about to use it now. <laughs> He's like, you lying. <laughs> like, hey, see what you said. And you know, what's funny about you is you can say shit with such a straight face that sometimes it's hard to tell when you're walking <laughs> around and when you're not. <laughs> and that's what makes it so funny because you just say shit and people are like, whoa, it'll be ridiculous shit, but you're so serious looking that there's sometimes I've been like, is he telling the truth? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to Google this shit because it don't sound right. My mom actually <laughs> said that I can lie to a person to make them believe it. Oh yeah. Like, I can oh, lie. Yeah. I can lie to them about them, and they'll believe me. Oh yeah, yeah. Cause you, you're so confident and serious, and your face, like, see me. I, I can do it sometimes. If I need to, I can. But if I'm just fucking with somebody for play, it's hard. Cause I'll, I'll start laughing and shit. And you don't. You just look at them dead ass. Like. Yeah, I mean that's you know. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you have people. You could probably convince somebody they're not even the age they think they are. Yeah, I'm exactly. I'm like, well, that's not that's not their name. That's not your name. Hmm. You might your be right. Kevin. Maybe it's not. <laughs> you have all your friends answering to Kevin. Yeah. Because look, the dude was like, because oh. the, the the guy that you know his name was Monroe. You know, like, I don't know too many of them name Monroe. Anyway, he's like, where's Kevin? <laughs> Who the fuck is Kevin? <laughs> like, dude, no, no, I remember you telling me about no, that. No, no, goddamn Kevin. You just became Kevin. That's, yeah. That's yeah. still, like, one of the funniest stories you've ever told me. Like, who, yeah, who does that? My mom was like, Kevin? Yeah, you, you know. Your son, Kevin. I kind of want to just pick one of my friends and just start calling her Jennifer. <laughs> See how long it takes for her to just start answering to Jennifer. I got a friend. Her name is Destiny. Mm-hmm. But I call her Brittany. Why? Because I was drunk when I met her. <laughs> I got introduced to her. Her name was Destiny. My friend Janice, she introduced her to me. This is this is destiny, and you know we're talking, 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 and I was like, "So, Brittany, oh." <laughs> <laughs> and think this though, this is the crazy part. I just started calling her that, right? So you know, she'll answer Brittany sometimes. You know, she'll laugh about it, but she'll answer. 
But she was at work. She told me that she said she was at work and somebody came up out of the blue and said, you look like your name might be Brittany. <laughs> oh my God. And she was like, what? <laughs> I'm like, so you are Brittany. Yeah, that's was, fucking funny. That was crazy. I'm like, hey, Brett, what's happening? And that's how I, like, you know, so I, I dress him like, what's up, Brett? <laughs> but her name is Destiny. I knew this dude. He was he was a cool dude, you know. And um, I saw him a bunch, and so we would end up talking, you know, when we met up wherever we were. And so I was like, well, what's your name? Man, he told me his name was George. Now, I know for a fact the motherfucker told me his name was George. Because ever after that, I fucking called him George. I would never do that if you didn't tell me that. Well, he, but he would always look at me funny. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Whatever. And then one day he's like, you know my name is Randy, right? Huh? It was like, nah, right? you told me your name was George. He's like, nah, my name is Randy. For like two and a half months, I just called him George. But I'm telling you, he told me his name was George. I don't like George is not if I was going to call anybody anything George would not be the name that would pop out I think he forgot he told me his name was George because we met through an adult avenue and most guys always use the name Mike John or Steve <laughs> so Mike John or Steve you know <laughs> yeah so I think he uses George and forgot he didn't tell me his real name because we were always in an adult venue when I met him. So it would be normal for someone to give a fake name. That's, I mean, fuck, I'm be calling myself Mistress Rage. How the fuck am I going to talk, right? Um, but then after that, I always saw him in vanilla places. You know, like at the store he worked at. That's when he told me his name was Ray. Because I walk in, hey, George, what's up? And he would look at me like, hey, but who the fuck is George? Yeah, I think he forgot. He told me his name was George and gave me a fake name. So, <laughs> I called him George like two and a half months in front of other people. I'd ask them, like, hey, is George working today? They'd be like, Who's uh, George? <laughs> yeah, they'd be looking at me like, the fuck? And I'm sitting here wondering, like, why does everybody look at me weird when I do? Yeah, because there ain't no goddamn George here. Uh, you, name yeah, you're in the wrong store. <laughs> Right. But now, because I called him George for most of the time I knew him, when I see him now, I want to call him George and I have to be like, wait, no, Randy. I have to stop every time and like reset my brain to Randy because I put his face is now associated with the name George. And yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I would pick the name George. I, if I was gonna use a fake name, it'd be some good like Francisco. Something. You know? It'd be Octavio. It wouldn't be like John, Mike, and Steve. And that's what's fucked up as a dominatrix. Like, okay, you know, I'll make an appointment for you. I'll write you down to my appointment, but what's your name? Steve. I had seven Steves in one day. Like, man, can you just please just right. anything? Yeah, anything, <laughs> anything but Steve. Just right. So I was mixing up appointments. They're like, are you Steve? Oh, yeah, they're all Steve. Everybody that day was named Steve. And the, and, the, and the thing was, when I write down the appointment, 
you know, different people are into different things and they can't handle certain things. So I would always talk to them like, okay, you know, what are your interests? What have you done before? What are, what can't you do for whatever reason? And I would write those notes down next to the person's fake ass name. Well, now they're all fucking Steve. And so I don't know, am I shocking you with electricity and hanging him upside down like human pinata? Like, I was doing the wrong shit to people. <laughs> like, wait a minute, ho! Oh, nah, yeah. <laughs> One guy, he was like, wait, 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 no, 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 I'm scared of electricity. I was like, yeah. God, yeah. what you oh, that light bulb? Right, you're the other Steve. Like, okay. Look, hold these. And I'm right. gonna light bulb in your ass. We're gonna make it light up. And the thing that fucked it up, because normally three o'clock Steve would be into this, this, and this. Okay, cool. But the problem was one person canceled. And so I just kind of moved everybody up that wanted to be moved up. So now three o'clock might have been my five o'clock. So now I don't even fucking know. God damn it, which motherfucking say what which Steve are you, motherfucker? Shit. Mm-hmm. You know, okay, you're Steve and from now on, you're Steve three when you call me. You're Steve three, always Steve three. So yeah, it's like, oh, sorry. He was like, mistress, I'm afraid of electricity. And I'm standing here with this, it's called a violet wand and it's basically a Tesla coil. So like when you go into um, Hot Topic and there's that globe with the lightning that comes to your fingers, yeah. but it doesn't hurt you. Yeah. Okay, this, this is the same thing, except it actually shocks you. So I'm standing there and this motherfucker buzzes like a dentist drill and it's big. I got the big ball and I'm touching it, fucking with him. He's like, oh, no, 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 no. That's a hard limit. I, I'm so scared of electricity. Like, oh, shit. You're you're the second Steve. God damn it. I thought you were like the third Steve. My bad. Wrong one. <laughs> what are you into again? Oh, boots. Okay, let me go put those on. I'll be right back. <laughs> uh, yeah, wrong outfit. Hold tight. <laughs> right. I was like, don't go anywhere. He's like, yeah. mistress, was that a joke? Because I'm tied up. Like, no, I'm, I'm joking. Just just chill. I'll be yeah, right back. I'll be right back. <laughs> so. Come back with a chainsaw. <laughs> oh, wrong. Right. Wrong crop. Right. <laughs> so it got to a point where if I already had a certain name down, like, yo, you can't be Steve. I already know this is probably a fake name. So pick a different fake name. Uh, okay. Okay. I'll be Jonathan. No, I already got John. No Mike, John, or Steve. You get the word. You're going to be Frank today. Okay, all right, I'll be frank. Or Todd or something. <laughs> yeah, you know, Gustavo. <laughs> you know, Juan. I mean, let's get ethnic and come up with some really good names. You, right. know? <laughs> you can be anybody you want to be right now. And if, you know, in the sissies, it would have been great. Like, I'm Sissy Stephanie Silky Pants. Perfect. <laughs> Fucking perfect. <laughs> That'll work. That's great. <laughs> you know. Wow. So, so you had to like be careful <laughs> with the fake names and shit because everybody's Steve. I know I, I I did I tell you about the story of mixing up the Kevins? Uh-uh. I'll tell you that in the next podcast because I gotta go downstairs yeah. and eat something. Okay. But yeah, remind me the next podcast, I'll tell you how I mixed up the Kevins. That'll and work. I had this guy Kevin was in my dungeon and the actual Kevin that was supposed to be there showed up like, there were just two guys named Kevin and I, yeah I'll tell you the whole story it's fucking funny it's fucking funny I've had like I've had so many weird dungeon experiences it's crazy <laughs> I, do you, you know you ever think about our lives are not normal 
do other people have these experiences? Probably not mine, but you know. Uh, no. <laughs> how many other how many other people just get called Kevin for no good goddamn reason? Me. <laughs> right. <laughs> I've never heard that happen to anybody else. If it's happened to you as a listener, please comment and let us know the story. Yeah, so then like the next time I see my I'm gonna ask. Uh <laughs> Why did you call me Jeb? Yeah, like I want to know now. I'm curious. I, I feel yeah. like I want to know. <laughs> what's the deal? Yeah, it was, it's like, was your hearing off that day or something? You right. Started calling me Kevin. Right. I I really need the backstory on and this. And then after my mom told you my name wasn't Kevin, you still call me Kevin. Right. But so you had to be off your meds. Right, <laughs> something. <laughs> Either way, I want to know. <laughs> I <really> yeah, know. <laughs> you so, know, you gotta get that that story for us. <laughs> yeah, so as soon as he tells me, hey, it's hitting the pod. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you should um, bring. You know, it'd be cool if you could get him on the podcast to talk about no, it. No, <laughs> no, no, not him. <laughs> Why? No. Uh-uh. It's too crazy. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. We'll leave it at that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. But, yeah, um, I appreciate your time. You don't let you get to what you got to get, got to, get to and all that good stuff. Um, yeah. We'll definitely no do this problem. Again. I got to start my doing nothing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're going to let that roll for a few days. What do you know? Actually, you know what? I, I was going to, but I always say that. And then I, like, after the first day, I'm like, okay, I'm fucking bored. Right. Um, yeah. I got some podcasts to record. And I write articles um, for my friend at Kinky Magazine. So I've got to bust out some of those. And uh, then I'll do more of nothing. <laughs> right. One day on, one day off. <laughs> Yeah, that's yeah something to do because I um I've started coding again so oh yeah tell me about it. Well, hey, can you write? Can you write apps? I haven't got to the point I can write apps yet. Okay, so when you do, I want to commission you to do a Mistress Rage app where it's um insult of the day where it just sends humiliation fetish guys just a random mistress range <laughs> you're a fucked with <laughs> every day they get their humiliation message so they know I still care <laughs> right gotcha alright everybody so look out for that app <laughs> for real. well thank you for having me on the show again I love doing these yes yeah, so do I we have a great time so mm-hmm. um, until the next time hey guys be safe um don't get too wrapped up in this uh racial injustice as you want to say and um you know just keep keep your business out of other people's bedrooms fuckers yeah yeah there you go yeah stop trying to tell people what racism is when you don't truly know what racism really is Simple, Definitely. simple as that. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, we're out of here. You guys take it easy. I'm out.